Thank you for listening to the Starburns Audio Podcast Network. We have so many great comedy shows to add to your playlist. Just last week on Starburns Audio, on New Player Has Joined, Keith and Jesse talked to Dr. Christopher Hale about getting involved with the Sister District Project. They also discuss fascism and gaming and Echo the Dolphin. On The Boogie Monster, Dave Stone and Kyle Kinane talk about exploration and treasure hunting, the protests, and redefining policing. On Office Hours Live, Tim Heidecker, DJ Doug Pound, and Vic Berger are joined by Thundercat and Z from Black Socialists in America. Listen to this episode to find out how you can help Office Hours raise funds for the Black Lives Matter Global Fund. Search Starburns Audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast platform for a full list of our shows. Featuring hosts like Monet Exchange, Bob the Drag Queen, and Amanda Seals. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Starburns Audio. Enjoy the show. And remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep laughing. Friends can only handle so much fear. They have a breaking point when adrenaline takes over and they're not just afraid, they're petrified. Halloween Haunt at King's Dominion will push you to the limits of fear. Come select nights through October 28th for night rides, demented creatures, and terror you've never felt before. Fear is waiting for you. Save up to $30 on tickets at kingsdominion.com. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 88 of Steve AG uh, with me, your host, Steve AG. Um, happy Memorial Day week. <laughs> Just realized as I'm saying this on Memorial Day while I'm recording this, uh, you will not hear this till after Memorial Day, but this is still going to be the week of Memorial Day. So happy, <laughs> happy Memorial Day week. I hope it's weird to me, I was just thinking about this when someone wishes you a happy Memorial Day. Like I went and got a coffee and they're like, hey, happy Memorial Day. I'm like, I'm not a veteran. I should in no way be wished a happy Memorial Day. It's a weird thing. You should be wishing veterans and current uh, people serving in the armed forces happy Memorial Day, I believe, right? I feel like it's weird to wish a coward like myself a happy <laughs> happy Memorial Day. Uh, but nonetheless, since that seems to be what everyone does, happy Memorial Day. Um, we're just going to jump into it. I've got a, a great guest this week, uh, my good friend and comedian, musician, and author, Dave Hill. I've known Dave for quite a while now, and we just shot a movie together last October, and um, he's always awesome to talk to, um, never at a loss for words. This was a really great episode. Oh my God, it went by so fast. Dave and I talked a lot a lot of music, and then also a lot of uh, hospital-related, uh, health-related stuff. Gee, that's a shocker coming from you, Steve. 
Uh, and speaking of health related stuff, keep an eye out uh, here at Feral Audio for uh, my new podcast that I'm uh, currently in uh, production of uh, with my good friend Busy Phillips, who you may know from uh, Freaks and Geeks, Cougar Town, uh, a million other shows. Uh, we have a new show uh, here at Feral Audio called We're No Doctors. <laughs> We're busy and I talk solely about medical related issues uh we'll have guests and um i think it's going to be really good i i hope you like it it's a topic that i have no problem talking about and i love talking about and i'm obsessed with as well as uh busy and uh we've recorded a couple episodes so far um we're just going to get a few more under our belt before we we release them and um so far they're going great i'm uh, very excited for you guys to hear those um as far as plugs go um this saturday june 3rd at 10 30 p.m i will be back at the hollywood improv with uh my comedy partner brendan small doing our monthly show baked uh, stand up and music. Uh, if you've never been to see it and you're in the LA area, you should definitely come check it out. It's going to be great. Uh, so 1030 this Saturday at the improv, June 3rd. And, um, I think that's all I got for you now. Guardians of the Galaxy still out and still doing well. If you haven't seen it, check it out. I guess that's it for me. Let's get uh, let's get into the episode with my good buddy Dave Hill. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Bye. up everybody welcome to finally another episode of uh with me steve ag the host uh this song we're listening to is by a band called the mutants from an album called your desert my mind uh the shit's badass um I'm playing this because uh, I'm in a very rock, desert rock especially mood. I just, uh, it's Memorial Day as I'm recording this. And um, Saturday night I went out to Joshua Tree. Actually more accurately, Yucca Valley. Or even more accurately than that, Pioneer Town. Uh, I went to Pappy and Harriet's, which is an amazing venue slash restaurant slash roadhouse out in the desert uh saturday my friend dave catching you may know from eagles of death metal and a million other bands um the proprietor of uh rancho de la luna finally released his uh 
his first album, his solo album, uh, Shared Hallucinations Part One. And uh, so he had the big record release party on Saturday. The album came out Friday. The party was Saturday. Some amazing bands. Uh, Sumo Princess featuring Abby Travis and Gene Troutman. Um, both staples of the desert rock scene. Uh, Alan Johannes, who's played with everybody. He's toured with uh, Queens of the Stone Age. He's toured with um, uh, them Crooked Vultures. He was in an amazing band called Eleven. Uh, he's kind of a, a musical genius. You should, should check out his solo uh, work as well. Alan, Alan played um, Jesus Christ Sweethead with Troy Van Leeuwen. Um, and this band that I'm playing, The Mutants, which is a kind of a punk supergroup from England. Uh really fucking good they have like th this is their third album um uh it's this guy chris i'm gonna say it wrong am i Const constant constantino chris constantino who's uh the bass player from adamant and um rat scabies from the dead or the damned sorry i'm like doing a million things at once so forgive me uh rat scabies from the damned uh and paul fraser uh, they were super good. Um, and also, uh, Dave played with his band, Mojave Lords. Uh, and they just fucking tore the... I was going to say they tore the roof off of Pappy and Harriet's, but they played outside. <laughs> so there was no room. They, they tore the stars out of the sky. How about that? Um... But yeah, check out The Mutants. Uh, not to be confused with, there's another band called The Mutants from way back in like the 70s from like San Francisco. Well, I believe we're also punk. Um, but these guys kind of started in 2014. They have, uh, they have another album called Tokyo Nights where it's all uh, Japanese guest artists uh, joining them. And this album that you're hearing is called Your Desert, My Mind. And it's uh, these guys, all from England, playing with... Um, hold on. Playing with different uh, desert rock people. All right, I'm going to fade this out. Yeah, there we go. And then turn it off. <laughs> Yay. Um, welcome. This is episode... Hold on, I'm gonna look it up right now. I have my computer back, so I'm able to access the internet, um, which is long overdue. My computer's been dead, and I've been doing everything from uh, from my Zoom portable recorder, which is great. This is episode 88, Steve Ag, uh, and uh, not gonna really be a solo. It's kind of a solo episode. It's been hard. I, I've been so busy the past few weeks. I was shooting a movie out in the desert which I, yeah, I did one episode from out there with Scott Reeder from Caius. And then I think a week or so ago, I did an episode with Dan Telford. It's been spotty lately because I've been so busy. And then last week I was going to shoot to record one of these on Friday. And then I went to the emergency room <laughs> uh, with dehydration. I've been having ever since I lost like 30 pounds, uh, it's so weird. I've never had heart palpitations, never had issues with this really. 
And then uh, around December, I started hiking and exercising. Uh, thanks to my girlfriend, Chelsea, who, by the way, today is her birthday. Happy birthday, Chelsea. Um, I started exercising a lot more, lost 30 pounds. And then my heart started going crazy, started getting palpitations, which I kind of always thought were a result of dehydration because I really have a problem drinking water and I don't have a problem drinking coffee. I'm really good at drinking coffee and uh, coffee, you know, is a diuretic. You have to pee a lot. And so you lose a lot of your bodily fluid and uh, you become dehydrated a lot easier when you're drinking coffee. And uh, for someone who doesn't drink a lot of water like I do, or like I don't, <laughs> um, it's easy to get dehydrated. And so I, I have a feeling, I, and I'm not 100% sure because I'm not a doctor, but um, I think because of my weight loss, I become dehydrated easier. When I, have, when I had the 30 plus more pounds, I'm retain, you're retaining fluid, right? You're retaining water. And so I think I was retaining water easier and I wasn't becoming dehydrated as often. And uh, now that I've lost a little more weight, uh, I'm not holding in the... I, I don't even know if this is true, but it, it's the only thing that makes sense because this has been happening more and more since I've lost the weight. I've been getting these crazy heart palpitations. And uh, I know that... Uh, that is a symptom of dehydration and uh it hasn't become a problem until i started losing weight and um you know i i have gone in to see a cardiologist and gone to the doctor but by the time i go see them and this is always the case with anything you know you make an appointment because you have a weird rash or something happens and then you go to the doctor and by the time you know you make the appointment and get in to see them everything's fine uh so uh, Friday, I was driving around running errands and uh, I was getting out of my car and I dropped my keys and I bent over, picked them up. And when I stood up, almost passed out. And then my heart started just palpitating, just like it was skipping beats and it felt fucking horrible. And it wasn't stopping. This was going on for like an hour. And so I went to the emergency room. Even though I, I knew what was, I, I had a pretty good idea what was going on because I had been just downing so much caffeine, so much coffee the past two days because I had tried to quit earlier in the week. This is such a boring story. I tried to quit earlier in the week and uh, because I had quit all caffeine for, you know, three or four days, I around about Thursday, I started getting really bad withdrawal headaches, like some of the worst headaches I've ever had. And so Thursday, I was just like, fuck it. I, 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 can't, I can't function with this. And so I just started. I went and got coffee. And I was like, oh, I'm feeling a little better. I got more coffee. Felt great. Friday, just chugged coffee. All the while, not. I was still drinking water, but not enough. And so I got dehydrated. And I went in the emergency room. And the great people at St. Joseph's in Burbank uh, rushed me in. Cause when you're having, <laughs> there was a huge line in the emergency room. And I, I found out when you go in, if you have any kind of issue with your heart, they rush you to the front of the line. And, um, uh, cause that could potentially be fatal if you're having <laughs> heart problems. And, uh, so they got me in and hooked me up and all the readings, you know, the EKG seemed fine, but all my, 
heart readings and blood levels were very indicative, the doctor said, of dehydration. And uh, sure enough, you know, I got out of the hospital and I bought a bunch of like liters of Pedialyte and uh, chugged them. And within like half an hour, it felt amazing. And uh, so I've been continuing that, you know, tons of water and I feel great. So it's amazing how awesome you feel when you're hydrated. Even if you're not drinking coffee and not feeling bad, if you're still not quite drinking enough water, you can feel a difference when you do. Like, I'm generally not dehydrated, but I'm also not fully hydrated, I think. And then there's those times when I just drink a ton of water and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I feel a little bit clearer. Anyway, let's... uh I'm going to call our guest. Um, I'm going to call my guest Dave Hill. Comedian, New York staple, musician, uh, Dave Hill. Uh, I told him I'd call him at 1230. It's 1230. I'm doing all this. I, I, you know, I have, this is all the music I was playing was through my iPhone into my computer so and into logic so uh, hopefully i can get the levels right with dave i'm always worried phone calls always sound or have the potential to sound a little weird um all right let's call dave oh shit it's a little hot Hey, Steve. Oh, hi. Is Dave there? Hey, it's Dave. What are you doing, Dave? Am I bothering you? No, not at all. Oh, because you said you sounded like you were about to say, hey, Steve, I can't do this today. No, no. I just wouldn't have answered the phone. Oh, you're one of those. That would have been my move. But you knew I was going to call because we texted earlier. Yeah. Are we officially podcasting now? Yeah, we're we're twelve minutes into my podcast. I played a little music up top, and um, oh wow, played a little bit of the Mutants. Do you know the Mutants? Not sure if I do. It's some guys from uh, England. I think I think they've been described as a punk rock supergroup. It's uh, uh, Chris Constantino, who's the bass player for Adamant, and oh. uh, Rat Scabies from The Damned. Oh, wow. And uh, they played out in Joshua Tree this weekend. I went to Pappy and Harriet, Pappy and Harriet's for Dave Catching's um, album release party. Oh, nice. And Wait, it, was, for, it was a ton for, of bands. Uh, for what? what's his band called? I know what it's called. Eagles of Death so- Metal? Oh, yeah. No, not that band. He has another band. Oh, yeah. Mojave Lords. Yeah, Mojave. It's so it was Eagles of Death Metal. No, they didn't play, but the Mojave Lords did play, and uh, oh. they, they were fucking awesome. And then uh, Sweethead, which is Troy Van Leeuwen from Queens He's of the Stone in, uh, Age. Yeah, his band played, and then uh, these guys, the Mutants, played, and they played out there because I didn't realize this. They had they've they have three albums. Their previous album, I think, is called Tokyo Nights. And it's these guys from England, and they all they have just a on every track. It's just Japanese guest musicians. Oh, that's the way to do it. Yeah, you love Japan, right? I do. Yeah, I want to go back soon. You've played there with your band Valley Lodge. 
Yeah, we we did a little tour. But then, but then these guys did uh, their their third album, Your Desert My Mind, uh, and uh, it's all desert musicians like Dave from Eagles of Death Metal and uh, Chris Goss from Masters of Reality. Oh yeah, some of the guys from Dandy Warhols, which I aren't really desert musicians, but <laughs> they record no, they, were, they recorded it. I would have left them off. <laughs> they but they recorded the album at Rancho de la Luna, so. I feel like your pause, though, you feel like they should have been left off, too, though. <laughs> it is a weird, uh, the Danny Warhols with all these <laughs> other desert musician guys, right? Is that weird? Yeah. Yeah, I would go back and delete those tracks. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I'm lashing out at them right now. There's really no reason. <laughs> but uh, I think I, re- I, I, think I have something against them because I read an interview once with their singer and he just sounded like such a an ass a knob well yeah, if it makes I you feel get, if it even ma- though I've met the girl from that band she was delightful and I like their music enough I don't listen to it I'm not against it it was uh, just like literally one sentence you're talking about uh, rant uh, what's her name Zia McCabe Oh, is that I can't the girl remember. from Danny Warhol? Yeah, but if it makes you feel any better, Dave, the the guys from Danny Warhol's playing on this album are basically all the guys except the singer. Oh, cool! Yeah, I have no problem with this. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see uh, what was the documentary with them? Oh, Dig Dig. Yeah, I have not seen it yet because oh, I'm shocked. It sounds it sounds really good, but honestly. It sounds like it would enrage me to watch it because I already am on the side of, uh, what is his name, An- Anthony or Anthony? Oh, yeah, from, from uh, Brian Jones' Sound Brian. Massacre. I'm already on his side. I don't even know. It is crazy. Right. It did make their band, Brian Jones' Sound Massacre, look like a, just a train wreck. That's what I hear they are, but, you know, <laughs> they, they're good. Hold on, I'm sipping some coffee. Ironi- Wait, so what? Ironically, because I was in the emergency room Friday because of coffee. What happened? I was explaining this just before I called you, but I, I got dehydrated last week. I tried to quit caffeine, the short of it. And um, so for like the first half of last week, I had no caffeine, just went cold. And so like around Wednesday night or and thursday i had the worst headache of my life like really like a withdrawal headache i'd never experienced anything like it before and um and so i was like fuck it i need some caffeine and so i started drinking coffee and it started going away and i drank more coffee and then friday i drank a bunch of coffee all the while not drinking any water and then uh, my heart just went batshit crazy on uh, Friday afternoon, and I checked myself into the emergency room. Oh my gosh! So what? So because it, it probably didn't occur to you that you were just dehydrated. No, I I mean, what, by the time I went to the emergency room, I I felt like that was probably what was going on because I was like, ah, oh, fuck! I haven't had any water. I've just had coffee, and coffee is a diuretic, diuretic, a diuretic. It dehydrates. Yeah. You. Wait, so why did you why did you try to quit? Uh because uh for the past few months I've been getting heart palpitations and I'm oh, wow. 
now I'm almost a hundred percent sure, but at the time I was probably about 75% sure it was because of all the caffeine I was drinking. Were you drinking a lot of it? I was drinking enough. I mean, probably a couple of cups, not like a ton, but a few cups a day, but I wasn't drinking enough water. I think oh, it was, you gotta I, drink water. I think it was more the dehydration than actually the caffeine. Because the doctor was like, "Yeah, you want caffeine? Go ahead." He's like, "Just drink tea or something that's not going to dehydrate you." Oh yeah, I'm getting into tea lately. It's a delight. Really? I, I it seems like a fucking effort. It really is. But you know what? I, what happened with me was uh, I had like a cold or something, and there's this coffee place I go to across the street from my. Uh, apartment and and the girl was like oh you should get earl gray tea mm-hmm. and had it with milk and honey and i was like well that's delightful <laughs> and in like a very uh i think canadian way to go about it and uh canadian i i would or, feel that's more may, british maybe british yeah but my grandfather who was from canada used to drink it that way so that's why i associate with that but um milk and honey okay but then yeah i'll have it like and then i had a cough the last couple of days so I, I went on the internet to find out like i gotta get rid of this cough yeah and it said i had to have tea with honey and black pepper so i've had a couple and it sounds disgusting but uh black that was pepper really, like just ugh. i ground it right in there how did it taste it tastes like tea with pepper in it, but <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. I mean, it wasn't like I thought I would, you know, gag on it, but I didn't. Did it help your cough? Yeah, I don't have a cough anymore. I did. Really. I did notice that you haven't coughed once. I don't think since we've been. Re- I don't. Re- no, I have. I don't have the urge. <laughs> Wait. So I meant to ask though, which band of Dave Catching released a new album? Oh, he released a solo album. Oh, man. I got to get my hands on that. Fucking great. It's called Shared Hallucinations Part 1. And I think it's because he recorded so many songs that uh, there's probably going to be a part two. Oh, nice. But uh, I was telling him, I go, "Ah, it's about time. You know, I saw him Saturday. I go, it's about time. You know, I think it was like two years ago that I went over to, I stopped by Rancho de la Luna and... uh, uh oh now i'm spacing on her name from uh the the singer of the duke spirit leela and uh the guitar player Wait, from the duke spirit do you know that band i don't oh that sounds familiar oh my god you really got to check them out They're, maybe i do, maybe i do know that british band they're fucking great and uh, the singer just has the most amazing voice and she was there with one of the other guys from the band and they were recording tracks and i thought they were doing a duke spirit album but dave's like no they're guests on my album i'm recording an album and then dave informed me saturday that this was actually four years ago like he's been doing it for four years and uh oh man it's just well, a, he's a busy guy yep it's a bunch of uh guest musicians and uh yeah check it out shared Halluc- yeah shared hallucinations part one. Oh man i want to hear it dave's great He's the best. Yeah, it came out Friday. He's got a great look, too, which is half the battle. That beard, his wizard beard? Yeah. Which is fairly new. I mean, I only in the past couple of years. He's always been a clean-shaven guy with a weird, you know, skinny mohawk. 
Yeah, but the beard. The beard fucking that works. completes the look. Yeah. Yeah, that whole show, uh, that whole scene Saturday was. There were a lot of beards out there in the desert. Nice. I get. I mean, I haven't been out there. I'm gonna. I'd, I'd probably be too. Uh, be too much to handle for me. <laughs> you would. Lo- you would love his place, man. Uh, I'm so bummed. I missed you a couple weeks ago when you were out here. How did your uh, show at the? You did a show at the Viper Room, right? Witch Taint. Yeah, Witch Taint. It it was great. I wish you could have been there. It was. Uh, we had a nice crowd out there, and uh, it was a really good show. Do you have and, actual uh, recordings? We're starting to. I mean, Witch Taint for the uninitiated is is just uh based on like 13 I I say this for the listener. Sure. Uh you know, like 13 years ago just out of boredom I decided to email a Norwegian black metal record label pretending to be a teenager from Indiana with a band called Witch Taint who I said was like the most extreme satanic band of all time and so the show is like you know, most of the show is just me and my buddy Phil wearing corpse paint and reading these emails. But we play, <laughs> you know, when... I thought you were playing it. Yeah, you asked me if I would play bass with you guys, uh, but I was out sh- shooting something out in the desert. I, I would have loved to. But how, how many songs do you actually do? Well, we only do one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we play, we play one song during the show because... Back when I was like trying to get signed to this label, like the band didn't exist, and I kept saying how great the band was. So the guy was like, "Well, send me the music." So I recorded one song with my friend John. It's like the worst thing imaginable. Can you and hear so that we, online anywhere? Yeah, if you go to the Witch Taint MySpace page, uh-huh. which I believe is still functioning, um, you can hear it there. And. Um, <laughs> It's really bad, and um, and but the guy gave notes on the song, and, which were actually like really, they were really sort of accurate and astute notes about how bad it was. And, um, so there's that, and then we for this new live witch taint show we've been doing. I wrote a new song, mm-hmm. and so the plan is to release soon and then called an anthology called the first 13 years which is just those two songs and how, uh, we, how do you release do you do you re- release that on an actual album or like just a downloadable i think it's going to be a uh like a seven inch or something <laughs> like a split no i'm well my plan is to have two seven inches but there's one song on each side on <laughs> and the other side is blank no um, way. that's my plan but i don't know if any label will agree to that but we've actually <laughs> but we have a, i'm not even kidding we have a, several labels interested <laughs> in this package and uh but we're we're writing a whole album now that's that's really good actually it's his real departure from the first horrible song uh, okay so <laughs> so you played at the viper room like two weeks ago do people showing up know what's happening <laughs> or they like oh there's a band called witch taint playing tonight let's go to the viper room i think most people understand or or they have some vague understanding of it but um but 
it's it's fun like i think people you know with the la show they were a little worried that because we did it with metal assault this metal website and they were i think they said people were worried that we were we're not on this side of metal they thought we were making fun of it but <laughs> i said no we're fully support we're you know we're celebrating it yeah so you know he said it was hard to get bands to play with us but like we but it went really well and afterwards he's like oh everyone's gonna want to do this now you oh, know, that's now awesome. people get it but we did have my buddy chris reifert who is from the band autopsy and was the original drummer in death he played wow. drums with us that night so yeah. uh you know we had some uh, some real metal uh credentials on stage <laughs> So, uh, so yeah. Next time the taint comes to LA, if you're in town, you gotta you gotta play with us. Oh fuck! I would love to, man. I was so bummed out. It was it was a really fun show. It was uh, I was nervous too, but uh, a lot of people showed up, and a, a porn star grabbed my privates, which felt like a real. That's a real rock and roll fucking yeah. thing to do. It felt like that, like I, that was, yeah, that'd be like a cool uh, Viper Room thing to happen. Do you know which I mean, porn star? I can't remember. It wasn't like a, a household name porn star. <laughs> it's just explained to me that that's uh, what that was her line of work, and she asked to take a photo, and uh -huh. uh, I said sure, and then she grabbed my junk and. Um, <laughs> And I thought it was, I wasn't like, uh, titillated by it. I was more, <laughs> I thought it was funny, but I also thought it was very strange because, you know, if you wanted, you could just pose for a photo and make it look like you were grabbing my crotch and that would be the joke. You wouldn't actually have to. Well, you know, there's, grab th my there's that thing where there's a whole series of photos. I forget what it's called, where it's like, they mostly photos taken from like comic conventions where it's like guys where it's like nerdy guys taking photos with hot girls like booth babes you know yeah. and they've got their arms around them or their arm around their shoulder but not touching their shoulder like they're afraid to touch them oh. i forget what it's called i think there's a name for it but there if you look it up there's just tons and tons and like hundreds of photos of like nerds uh posing with like really hot girls and they've got their arm like kind of around their shoulder but it's hovering above it like n afraid to touch it wait the nerd is afraid to touch the booth babe or the other way around the nerd's afraid to touch the girl hmm. fuck i wish i could remember the name of i i think there's a name for it like a psychological assessment of what that is or like a yeah uh, i don't i don't know it's just it's a funny it's so common that i think there's a name for it like <laughs> like if you go look well yeah whatever it is i wish the, i don't know what i'm what, talking about i don't know <laughs> i don't know what are you doing on this memorial day other than talking to me <sighs> it was raining i was in canada i got back last night and then uh it's just rainy here today, so I'm just hanging out in my, my tracksuit. Were you in Toronto? I was in Toronto for a couple of days. Did you do a show? No, I was just observing the Canadian people. I'm, I'm, I'm writing a new book about Canada. Is that true? Yeah, it's absolutely true. What, uh, where else are you going? 
I'm gonna go every like all Alice, over Nova it. Scotia. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Nova Scotia. Yeah. Oh my God! It's it's one of only two places I've ever been in Canada. I've been to Toronto and I've been to Nova Scotia. I've not been to Nova Scotia, and and most of the places I'm gonna go will be more interesting. I'm gonna try to avoid the big cities and really get in deep with the Canadians. But my my editors were in Toronto, so I went there first. Um. My favorite, one of my favorite restaurants in the entire world is in Toronto and it's called Shiato. What is that? Japanese? No, it's, um, oh shit. What is it? It's mostly seafood. It's, um, Portuguese food. Oh, it's a Portuguese restaurant. So it's mostly seafood, but, and I'm not super into seafood. I, I went there, I was there for the Toronto film festival. I went there with my friend and. I was looking at the menu and I was like, ah, oh, there's really nothing on here that really jumps out at me except the steak. And I had the steak and I can honestly say it's the best steak I've ever had in my life. Oh, wow. It, the food there was so good. We canceled our flight the next day to stay another day and go eat there again. Oh my God. That's aggressive. I know. That's dude. incredible. Yeah. Plus I was also afraid to fly. So that's, that was another you're not still afraid to fly, are you? No, no. I have no problem flying now. You just had a period with it? I had a very, very long period of being afraid to fly. That all started when I had a uh, a panic attack on a, a plane. A really short flight from Sacramento to Burbank. I had a panic attack that um, freaked me out so badly that um, I would just associate flying with panic attacks. Even though the panic attack probably wasn't even about the flight it just happened on a plane and then uh, i didn't fly for probably almost a decade oh my gosh yeah i didn't know this yeah dave that's how i am about uh people taking blood from me is that true i really i hate it because i passed out once when that happened and now I assume that's what's going to happen even though it's never happened again I assume it's going to happen every time did they take a lot of blood I don't think so that's the thing like I went into it thinking sure go for it it's, um, it's actually really common and I just was keeled over in this chair and ever since then I'll, every time that anyone has to take blood I'm oh you like, passed out while you were still in the chair yeah <laughs> and I, I remember just kind of just being like, oh, like all, oh, you know, really not sure what was going on. So every time anyone takes blood, I, I, I think that's what's going to happen. Were you giving blood, or was it being taken for like lab tests? Lab tests. I well, because of that incident, I feel bad about this, but I don't. I've never donated blood for it's, that reason. I feel like it's that's actually common. A lot of people are not fans of uh, having needles. But I, in fact, right now have a humongous bruise uh, from where they took blood on Friday from me. Like it's, uh, yeah, it sucks. I'm wearing long, actually wearing long sleeves because I was afraid when I went out to get coffee that uh, they would think I was a heroin addict. <laughs> it really looks like it might like my whole like, crook of my arm opposite my elbow is like just black and blue well that's what i ironically um when i got this blood test where i fainted i had like all sorts of weird um 
like weird red marks all over my arms and everyone thought I was a drug addict of some sort <laughs> which is why I went to get like tested and um, I was like in my in my 20s and uh, and they're like well um, you know this we think this is I think they called it pityriasis I think and they said but you know it's a skin disease that's known as like the great pretender like it <laughs> no 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 they said uh no they said syphilis is the great pretender which it masquerades as various skin diseases at first and then really like oh no yeah like so people think they just have like a skin condition and then by mm -hmm. the time it fully goes full syph syphilis on them you know when they it's too late and they're demented and al capone like oh um, i wish i didn't know yeah. this now yeah so so they're like they started asking all these questions about you know my recent sexual activity and there was no <laughs> there was no chance that i had anything <laughs> right and uh and uh they said well we still you know to be 90 to be 100 percent sure you know we need to test your blood so they did and uh that's when i passed out and then they sent the results to my parents house oh shit and my my mom is not was not like a nosy person and uh but for whatever reason you know i so i i like went back to i was like i think still in school maybe so uh -huh. i went i was back in new york and uh and and she's like oh you got a letter from the clinic and, uh, you don't have syphilis. Like, yeah, that's what she said. She's like, <laughs> so I was like, oh, thanks. My parents have so. always read my mail. It's always bugged the shit out of me. I always tell them not to, but they always, I mean, less now because I don't live at home, but every now and then a random letter will go to my house and, uh, my parents will call me and you know, I mean, my dad's not with us anymore, but he, he would do it more than my mom, but now my mom's still doing it. But my dad would call and go, Hey, you got a letter from so-and-so it said, I'm like, what do you mean? It says, why are you reading my fucking mail? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My parents are the same way. And yeah, now my dad doesn't get much from me, but when he does, it's usually like some sort of thing, like, you know, magazine subscriptions, but he still feels like, obligated to tell me one time, like, great, great deal on popular mechanics if you want it <laughs> one time in college uh my girlfriend at the time and i were uh, at my parents house and um we were sitting in the living room and my mom i think it was my mom maybe my dad as well came in to the living room they had a letter and they go hey you got this and it's open of course and my mom's waving it around she's like uh, you got this letter saying you owe child support for, and I was like, <laughs> I go, what? And my girlfriend was really like, excuse me, what? And they're like, yeah, it says Steve AGUO back child support. And I was like, uh, that's, Im that's impossible. I mean, mainly because the girlfriend who, who was with me there was the first girl I had ever had sex with. And, uh, they're like, is there something you're not telling us? I'm like actually no i think someone's trying to fish for money i go uh and i kept trying to avoid saying that 
<laughs> that, that I had been a virgin up until recently. I was like, no, it's impossible. They're like, well, I mean, you can tell us. I'm like, ah, no, it's not. Mom, get that. Why are you reading my mail? <laughs> Give me that letter. She's like, well, we're really worried. I mean, if there was, I'm like, mom, no. <laughs> finally, I was like, I had, no, I was a virgin. <laughs> Did you say in front of all of them? Yes, I think I did. It was so fucking humiliating. Which also, I never discussed sex with my parents, but it was also basically letting them know that I had had sex finally with this girl who's sitting in their living room. (laughs) Super fucking awkward. That's excellent. Hey everybody, this episode of Steve A.G. Uh is brought to you by Mac Weldon. I finally have a sponsor again. It's been a little while. And um, Mac Weldon came to me and said, we want to sponsor your podcast. Actually, that's probably not what ha- happened. Farrell came to me and said, hey, you have a sponsor, Mac Weldon. Go to their website, MacWeldon.com, and you have X amount of credit. Get some underwear, try it out so you can give them a proper uh, testimonial. And I did. I went to MacWeldon.com, went through the website. I ordered three pairs of underwear and a pair of socks. They have everything. Socks, hoodies, shirts. I've always thought they were underwear, but I was uh, absolutely wrong. I went to the website. (laughs) website, I'm like, oh my God, I need socks. Let me get some... I was going to buy a whole bunch of underwear, but I was like, well, I need socks too. So I went to MacWeldon.com, bought some socks, fit perfectly. Uh, I've bought, I bought like those ankle type socks uh, for going to the gym and for hiking and stuff. And I have actually found in the past, a lot of those socks just kind of, I have size 13 feet. So they kind of just slip off my ankle because they're so low that they just, Halfway through my hike, they will be down at my toes, the whole sock. Uh, these socks, Mack Weldon socks, stay on my foot. That's a weird testimonial, but to me it's important because ankle socks in the past have not done too well with me. I also bought three, three sets of underwear. I bought boxer brief, which has always been my go-to underwear. I love boxer briefs. And I also got, uh, what is this one here called? Um, trunks. I bought trunks, which is like a boxer brief, a little bit shorter in the leg. And you know what? Love them. And I also got just your standard uh, boxer. I haven't worn boxers in a long time. I was like, eh, I don't think I'm a boxer guy. I might now be a boxer guy. I've worn the boxers more than I've worn the uh, boxer brief or the trunks. I like them all. Um, and I can guarantee you, I will go to MacWeldon.com and get more. Uh, some of the most comfortable underwear I have ever worn. Uh, that's that's no joke. I love my MacWeldon underwear. Uh, I've only had them for a few weeks. Already done a load of wash. Worn them more than once. Um, they have a, a line of silver underwear, which are antimicrobial. I did not get those. I was like, I'm going to try out your standard underwear, and it's been awesome. So I think next time I go to Mack Weldon, I will get uh, try out the silver underwear. Uh, and Mack Weldon wants you to be comfortable. If you don't like the first pair you buy, 
you get to keep it and they will refund you. So uh, you get a free pair of underwear, even if you don't like them. So go to MacWeldon.com and you'll get 20% off for using the promo code AG. That's my last name. It's Steve AG. Uh, so they've made the clever promo code AG. That's A-G-E-E. Go to MacWeldon.com, do some shopping. You'll get 20% off for using the promo code AG. Uh, so give them a look. I, I highly recommend it. I'm glad they're sponsoring me. Um, this is great news. I love when I get products that I actually love. And uh, I love the Mac Weldon stuff I've gotten so far. And I'm going to go back and get more. I hope you go check them out. And I'm sure you'll love them. So go to MacWeldon.com, Check them out. And love your underwear. <laughs> love yourself. Love your underwear. MacWeldon.com. Thanks. That's like, did you ever have your nuts checked just to be safe? <laughs> like, did you ever, like, you know how, yeah. like, they, they always say, like, hey, make, check your nuts out. But the thing about um, your nuts is, like, as soon as you get, at least with me anyway, as soon as I get even, like, this, the slightest notion that something might be vaguely wrong with my nuts, that's all I can think about. You're like, you become super... Oh, yeah, yeah. Every step I take, I'm like, oh, my nuts, there they are, <laughs> clanging in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> but... Oh, so fuck. I I was in college, and I got this, you know, idea in my head that I should get them looked at to make sure I didn't have nut cancer. And so I was home for the summer and I, I got him checked out and like the doctor's like asking me like, it was like after my freshman year and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't like really uh, having a great time. <laughs> like He's like asking me all these questions, yeah. you know, like how often do you uh, have sex? Like once, twice a week? <laughs> I'm like, how often are your balls slapping up against a girl's butt while you're having sex? Yeah. <laughs> so he says like once a week, twice a week, like, and I'm thinking, oh my oh, God, that's what I should be answering. I should be, I shouldn't let him space out the times more. I, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Even though there's just once a nothing, year, twice a year, nothing going on. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, so I remember that, and then he was like actually touching my balls, and he said, "Does anything feel <laughs> feel strange right now, other than the fact that another man is touching your balls?" And the doctor said this to me. He said that while he's touching your balls. Yeah, he says, "Anything feel strange right now, other than the fact that another man is touching oh, your balls?" You can't do that. That's a horrible. That's a horrible a practice. It was a different time. I had a friend, I, w I will not say his name, but uh, this was very recently. I was at a party at a friend's house and a bunch of us were all sitting around and everyone was starting to tell stories. And eventually it got around to like, like what we're talking about now, like medical stories. And uh, my friend was like telling us a story about he went to a doctor for an exam and the doctor did a rectal exam on him without putting a glove on. What? Yeah. That's insane. We were all I, fucking going apeshit. We're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, that's weird, right? We're like, uh, yeah.
it's weird and it's also just unhealthy like what if he had given like a bunch of other guys butthole checks without a glove just before you came in why i don't i don't i i mean it just seems why would he do that (laughs) without a glove that's fucking horrific that's insane I was like, Why? dude, you should give them a Yelp review. Like, <laughs> give that doctor a Yelp review. And how how did he know that he didn't have a glove on? He saw it. He f- saw the guy fucking just put lube on his finger and fucking put it in his bottom. His butt. Maybe his he's bottom. just old school. Uh, maybe this was his first patient. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember... Uh, because as I've probably told you, Steve, I have a congenital heart condition. I didn't know that. Um, I, I don't know if it's congenital, actually. I don't know why I tagged that on. But it's just it's a heart condition. Uh, pulmonic stenosis. Mm-hmm. What's um, that? Where it, it's like some narrowing of some heart tube or something. And uh, as, a, as a result, like, I don't do it anymore, but most of my life, like every five years, I would have to go... And, and get a heart exam and make sure you know nothing's changing or whatever and uh and so i went and i got this exam and the doctor's name well this will come into play later in the story his name was dr rimmerman um so <laughs> rimmerman yeah the unfortunately named dr rimmerman who is the hero of the story really but um so but at the around the same time I had a friend who was in med school and he said, you know, when he when you're uh an intern or resident, I forget which, you know, whatever whoever you're studying under, you you just try to be as thorough as possible. So if you're checking someone out for anything, you just do run every test on them. You give them a rectal exam, you right. do every even has had nothing to do with it. And yeah. And he's like, it just makes it you look like really thorough uh-huh. in your exam, and then you get like a good review. So, uh-huh. so the understudy or whatever doctor, the comes understudy, in, check- <laughs> <laughs> he's checking me out for my this heart condition, and he uh, and he's like, okay, I'll be right back, and I'm gonna give you uh, your rectal exam. Yeah. And I he, and I was like, it sounds like he said rectal exam. And he comes back, <laughs> and uh, and then he's like, okay, have you you know have you had this done before? And I said no. And he said, okay, you know, my rose might not be comfortable. We'll just let you know, lie on your side, relax, <laughs> relax. And um, yeah, relax. And then he uh, he you know puts the glove on and all that, and. Uh, and then you know, like when you close your eyes and yeah, or you're like lying down, and someone puts their hand up to your face, and you can just tell someone's touching you, like you can, or someone's coming close to you, like you can sense it. Yeah, I had that same feeling, like <laughs> on your butt, l- like a finger is coming to my butthole, <laughs> and then like, it's like an, however, really close to my butthole. <laughs> And then I just had this vision of my friend say, like, you always give a rectal exam to to make it seem like you're really thorough. It's totally unnecessary. So I jumped. I, like, pulled my ass out of the 
the you know, yeah, the way. I'm gonna piss my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, kind of lunge forward, and he's like, "Is everything okay?" And I, and I was just like, "I don't think this is necessary." <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, "Well, I can't make you do it." <laughs> and so I'm like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't want to do this." And then so uh, he leaves, and the do- other doctor. The doctor, the main doctor, came in. Rimmerman, Doctor Rimmerman, yeah, and he's like, and I was like, you know, your pal, your pal, he tried to have his way with me, <laughs> and I, I wouldn't let him. You know, I, I just think that that's that's nothing to do with why I'm here. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, oh yeah, you made the right choice. Whoa, 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 what? <laughs> Yeah, he was just like, yeah, there's no reason for that. Yeah, that's totally inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I had another anyway. friend, like, this is like 15, 20 years ago, who, who went in for a physical, physical exam that I think was just like, like, like he had a fucked up elbow or something. <laughs> like the doctor was like, all right, take your pants off and stand on this stool. He, he made him stand on a stool, first of all, and the doctor's sitting in his chair. So my friend's fucking genitals and his fucking, my friend's balls and dick are like right at this doctor's face. And he's doing a, a ball exam for my friend's sore elbow. <laughs> Whoa! And we were just like, me and my friends were just like, I think you were raped, dude. <laughs> I once, I uh, when I was eighteen, I had my appendix out, and leading up to that, I was having a lot of pain, like in my abdomen, and they couldn't figure out what it was. Like, in fact, they eventually just took my appendix out. They never definitive definitively said it was my appendix they're like we think it's your appendix we should just take it out like there was never like this is definitely what it is it was just like let's do this surgery and hope that clears it up it actually did make it better but leading up to it they were doing all these tests and one of the first times i went into a doctor and i was 18 and he's like all right well we're gonna do a rectal exam and like I'm in my 40s now. If a doctor said that, I'd be like, fine, whatever you need to do. I don't I don't care. <laughs> but at 18, that is the most mortifying sentence. Okay, oh, let's yeah. do a rectal exam. I was just like, and I remember it as as if it was like a sexual assault. Like in slow motion, I can see him reaching for the, the glove and putting <laughs> the lube on his finger and going roll over on your side. And I was like... And here's the part that gets shady. My mom says there's no way this happened. And my mom's a nurse. And I mean, I think she would know. But in my head, and I swear to God, it's true. The doctor, while he was checking my rectum, his finger was still in my butt, said, we have some medical students in the building. Would it be okay if some of them practice their rectal exams on you? What? <laughs> I swear to God, it's true. I swear to God, I remember that. I told my mom this like probably a year or two ago. I go, hey, remember when I went to the the doctor? I go, I think he he said that he wanted some medical students to practice on my butt. My mom's like, there's no way he said that. And, I, and I'm like, I fucking remember it. Like it. 
And she's like, I, I, I don't. My mom's like, no, they, they, they don't do that. Uh, and he was like, in my head, it goes. Uh, his fingers in my butt, and he's like, you know, we have there are some medical students in the building uh, today. Do you think it would be all right if some of them tried practice the rectal exams? I of course instantly said, absolutely not. <laughs> um, and that was that. But like, my mom is just like, there's no way. There's no fucking oh my way. God, he wanted to run the train on you. <laughs> Yeah, it oh was. And I'm 18. You ask, you can ask like a, an 80 year old man that, and they'd probably be like, "Yeah, I don't care." <laughs> In fact, now I'd probably be like, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah, but like today up a little. But, but at 18, oh my god, everything's just awkward. I remember, you know, when I had my appendix out, they I went into the hospital. And I was there for a few days. Now it's just outpatient. You go in and they make us very small incision back then they went in like right through your muscles and like it took like forever to recover from an appendectomy but i went in and so i was in the hospital for a few days and before i had the my appendix out the doctor came in and he's like we're gonna need a stool sample and i was like Ugh. i was like is this fucking nightmare never gonna end <laughs> he's he's like uh and he gave me this thing that you, you go in the bathroom and you put it over the toilet and you poop onto it. You sit on the toilet like normal. So you, it'll, it'll just like catch your poop or whatever. And he's like, I can give you this. And he's like, or we can, uh, we can do, if you can't go to the bathroom, we'll do a, an enema. And I was like, no, I'll go to the bathroom. I can do that. And of course I'd been in the hospital for like a day on like an IV. So I hadn't had any like food and I, I couldn't poop. And so finally I go back out and I'm like, I, I can't poop. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll do an enema. He's like, I'll have a nurse come in. I was like, I was like Jesus Christ. <laughs> don't is... worry. Don't worry about it. We'll do an enema. <laughs> yeah. And so then I'm laying in my bed and this fucking cute girl comes in who couldn't have been more than like 21 years old. And uh, she's got this long hose, dude. It's like a 20 foot long hose and like a like uh, all this weird shit and she's like hi are you steve uh, like, yeah she's like i'm here to give you your enema like like it was nothing like she came in to give me some dental floss or something i'm like uh okay she's like and she goes into the bathroom and she hooks the hose up to the sink wow and i go what are you doing she's she's like i'm gonna give you your i go why did you just hook that up to the faucet and she's like, oh, it's just a tap water enema. I'm like, I've never heard of this. She's like, <laughs> she's like, it's just water. And I'm like, oh, fuck, fine. And she's like, all right, roll over on your side. And she puts the tube in my butthole. And then she walks all the way across the room to the bathroom. She's like, all right. She's like, you're going to feel a little bit of pressure in a second. And sure enough, all of a sudden it just feels, all of a sudden it just feels like you have to shit really bad. And, uh, I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta go. <laughs> She's like, all right. It was fucking horrifying, oh dude. God. And I was like a teenager and this cute girls, I like, got her putting hoses up my butt. And then when I had the appendix out, the nurse came in and they had to shave my pubes. 
just on the <laughs> one side, like on the right side. She's like, we need to shave you a little bit. And like the nurse was super hot and she's shaving me and she's like, oh, you go to Loma Linda University, right? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, she goes, uh, oh no, I wasn't in college yet. She goes, you go to La Sierra High, right? I go, yeah. And she's like, oh, my son goes there. And I'm like, oh God, please. <laughs> Fuck, just take my fucking appendix out already. <laughs> oh, man. I don't have a good relationship with hospitals. Understandably. Oh, my God. You ever had, uh, like, did you ever have to have any kind of surgery on your heart? No. Mm. I've had, uh, the only surgeries I've had, I think. I've been, I've been maimed many times. <laughs> And I've had a Stitches. plastic surgery. You have? For what? I got bit in the face by my dog when I was 11 <laughs> and got like a nasty scar. And I, you know, I, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, just stitch it up. Mm -hmm. But my mom, my mom, I think, I, you know, anticipating I would wind up in show business, <laughs> wanted me to get it, get it like properly worked on. Yeah. So, uh, I did. Um, but that's the only thing I've ever wisdom teeth. Did you ever have wisdom teeth out? Oh yeah, I did do that. That was pleasant. I, that didn't bother me at all. Really? Mine went really bad. I got dry sockets and, uh, where the blood clot falls out of the hole where they take your wisdom teeth out. So it's just oh. exposed nerves. So just breathing fucking hurts. Oh, that sounds bad. So you got to go in and they, Put some disinfected gauze. They stuff it into your, into the hole. Oh, it's so horrible. Oh, stop! Oh. That's like uh, years ago. I toured with Mike Watt. I was playing this band Cobra Verde, and we toured with him. Oh wow! And he had just had. Uh, I didn't mean to seg right into an indie rock name dropping story. It's a good name to drop, though. But. Uh, but he had just had uh, he had an, had an abscess in his perineum, meaning mean, his like taint, a, a taint, a hole in his taint, basically. Oh my I guess. god! And so I guess what happened? I might be—I don't think I'm getting this wrong, but I think he got an ingrown hair in his taint, and it just ran wild and like caused this massive like grapefruit sized growth oh god that had to be removed and then he had this like gaping wound in his taint and uh <sighs> i swear i'm getting these details right but if i'm not i apologize to mike watt but he, then he said like so he had this like wound in his taint that had to be like cleaned all the time and he had to have like i think like his sister put like medical tape like stuff it up there oh yeah yeah and like soak up the ooze out of his taint <laughs> hole yeah like over and over just to keep it uh oh yeah clean. that's that's an area that like gets sweaty and dirty and like you got to keep that area clean i i knew a guy who got uh like what's it called like he got bit by like one of those uh like brown recluse spiders that and it oh that's what got jeff hanneman from yeah, slayer from slayer and uh like 
so he had this you know he went in and they had to cut away the uh god what's it called it's not it's like MRSA but it's like um like just a really bad staph infection like it's uh flesh-eating bacteria yeah and um so in order to get it take care of it you have to cut out all the bad flesh so you basically cut just like a crater into your skin and so he had to have a nurse come and you and it's so contagious and deadly that they don't even let you stay in the hospital when you have this like they take care of it and then you have to go stay at home and they have like nurses come take care of you and so you'd have this nurse come and you know it's a hole the size of like a dime in, in his the back of his leg and she would come and she would stuff clean it out and stuff gauze in it like twice a day and uh he was like really embarrassed and he's like uh he's like oh is this like the worst like because it's like right near his butt and she's like oh no she's like i have to go do this to another patient uh twice a day and he he got the same thing but it was like right by his balls like it's right where the leg kind of goes into the nut sack and she's like yeah. he's just got this huge hole like right next to his nuts oh which she probably shouldn't have been giving that information out. <laughs> oh man. Ugh. Wound stuffing. <laughs> Might be the grossest thing out there. That sounds like a sexual wound stuffing. Sexual. That's the name of this podcast episode is wound stuffing. <laughs> like, fetish all the fetish sites are gonna run it oh i'm into wound stuffing oh god that's horrible <laughs> uh are you doing your show tonight yeah i am for those listening dave hill here uh has a show called the goddamn dave hill show on wfmu if i'm not mistaken this is correct yeah how can the folks listening to my podcast uh, hear hear your show? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Steve. Um, well, if they're in the New York, New Jersey area, they can tune into 91.1 FM. Or they can, anywhere in the world, people can stream at WFMU.org. That's how I listen. Live from 9 to midnight. That's how I listen. Standard time. That's the way to do it. Yeah. If the colonel's around tonight. I think the Colonel Please may call, may give you a call tonight. He's a big uh, hit with the listeners. I uh, I worked on a movie with Dave uh, last year in Dayton, Ohio, and I think I feel like every time I work on a movie or a TV show, which isn't all the time, there's always one person either in the cast or on the crew that I just make it my my goal the whole run of the shoot to make that one person laugh <laughs> and you were you were the one person you were the brunt of that oh thank and you and i finally found uh, uh something that made you laugh i did this character called the colonel who's oh, very much sounding like a southern judge but with a stutter <laughs> yeah Sort of like a southern judge with like a bit of foghorn, leghorn. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Hill. <laughs> but yeah, that says. Nothing made you laugh at all except for that. I, I feel, yeah, I mean, I feel like I laugh all the time, but I, I guess you're right. I don't laugh like. You're not an easy laugh. You're uh, not, not that people are people aware have to, of. have yes, to earn but it. I, but the colonel. 
as you've just witnessed, just every time I hear it, it's like the first time I've heard it. I I get a, uh, it's it never gets old to me. Not it to may me. be my my one joy on this earth. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I keep uh, every now and then calling into Dave's show as the Colonel, and it's uh it's fun. The best is uh, a lot of people think it's a real person. <laughs> those who have not figured it out and then um my friend reed mullen another this is another rock name dropping thing reed is the drummer in corrosion and conformity nice and and his dad occasionally calls into the show and he's from raleigh north carolina and sounds not unlike the colonel <laughs> so, <laughs> so there has been there have been people who thought they're like, wait, is this, is this the same guy? Like doing like a slightly different voice. That's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, the the backstory is, the, I mean, at least for your show, is that the Colonel, I believe, was your driver when you were in Dayton, Ohio. That's how you met him. <laughs> oh man, good times. Well, we've yes. been at, we've uh, we've been at it for an hour, Dave. Oh wow, that's a lot of that's a nice chunk of potting like it or not um so people can find you at the goddamn dave hill show on uh twitter they can find you is it just at dave hill at mr dave hill at mr dave hill at mr dave hill is it the same for instagram yes all the platforms i believe you guys should uh follow dave he's very funny you should check out his many I guess forms of entertainment, be it music Exploit. and his and his <laughs> bands like Witch Taint or uh, Valley Lodge, and uh, yes. you've also got some very funny comedy albums and books, folks. You well, really need to do your, media. Yeah, you really need to do your Dave Dave Hill research and uh, get into it. And uh, this is a little ways off, but I have a new record coming out with. I mentioned Chris Reifert from Autopsy and Death earlier. We made a record together, and that's coming out. Is it like legit music, or is this a comedy record? It's music. It's like psych rock. Cause Chris, well, Chris is like a death metal guy, and I'm whatever I am. And but somehow we because uh, I made I made an album of music out at, in Joshua Tree, but it's it's comedy I, songs <laughs> what's going on but i've heard it I it's love all it. it's all it's been even it's we've done even more work to it since you heard it but uh it's all everything's recorded that needs to be recorded i just i have to get the money some money together to uh get it mixed oh nice well the and, people need to hear it and then I, it's good I, to go do you have a, a do you have mixing people dave i, I have a couple of guys I can recommend. I'm sure you guys, yeah, some hot guys out there, though. Yeah, I just need to, uh, I need to do a few more gigs so I can pay for it. Yeah, nothing's free. That's right. Not in show business. Uh, well, thanks for doing this, Dave, and uh, hopefully I'll, I'll talk to you tonight. Yeah, I'll keep my ears out for the Colonel tonight. For the folks, uh, the uninitiated, what time uh, can they catch the goddamn Dave Hill show? It's 9, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time every Monday. There you have it, folks. Excellent. Check it out. And uh, thanks for doing this, man. You really uh, saved my ass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anytime. And happy we, Memorial Day. You too, man. All right. All right. I'll thanks. talk to you soon. Thanks, Dave. All right. Bye. See you, Steve. Thanks. Bye.
Well, that's it. That's Dave Hill. And uh, maybe we should go out with a little Dave catching. Um, yeah, here's uh, here's the first track on Dave's album, Shared Hallucinations, part one. I won't play the whole song because you should buy it. Um, this will just be a little little taste uh, as we go out. Uh, thank you for listening. Hope you had a good uh, hope you had a good listen, and I uh, hope to catch you next time. Thanks a lot, guys. designed just for you then check out customizable streaming tv from xfinity it makes your life simple easy awesome xfinity gives you customizable streaming tv options enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your tv with x1 go to xfinity.com call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more restrictions apply